How do you take a side hustle and grow it into a million dollar company? For one company, it was motivation and grit. We're talking to the co-owners of Mega Softwash, Chase Lord and Andrew Tyson on this episode of Range of Influence. Welcome back to another episode of Range of Influence, brought to you by Premier Networks. I'm Russell Hodney, President and CEO of the Columbia County Chamber of Commerce, and as always, I'm with my friend and co-host, Reagan Williams, Senior Vice President at Maybaum Real Estate and a past chair of the Chamber. Russ, always great to be in the ROI studio with you. I'm really excited about our guest today, Chase Lord, Andrew Tyson from Mega Softwash. They are award, small business award winners from the chamber, uh, good friends to our community, personal friends of mine, and they have a fantastic business. Uh, but more so, they treat their customers and employees the way that we all want to be treated. Uh, and some of the strategies that they've implemented are something that I think all of our listeners can learn from. Absolutely. It's so funny. We moved out here from California and didn't understand a pressure washing company. You didn't have the pollen that we have. Yeah, we, we didn't have it. I mean... We had stucco houses and you didn't see the dirt. So we moved out here. They're a dime a dozen, but you know, some of them stand out and mega really has invested in their business and really how they, uh, again, like you said, the customer service that they provide, but also how they treat their employees. And, and it really shows I'm excited to hear from them and, and we're going to get right into it. But First, we want to uh, hear from our presenting sponsor, Premier Networks. Premier Networks is the premier information technology and cybersecurity firm in the CSRA. You have enough to worry about for your business. Leave it to the Augusta IT guys to ensure your IT is done right. No ironclad contracts, no fine print, just fast, reliable technology from an experienced customer-centric team, locally owned. Call for a free cyber assessment. Because in 2021, IT has to be right. Premier Networks, the official IT partner of the Augusta Green Jackets. Chase, Andrew, welcome to the uh, ROI studio. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Yes, thank Good. you. Good. So you guys have an interesting story. And, and Chase, I want to start with you. You had a corporate job and then kind of started this side hustle of uh, pressure washing. You know, what inspired you to, to well, take your side hustle and, and bring it to a career? Yeah, great question. So I feel like I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit about me, you know, kind of like most boys in the South grew up with a lawnmower in the back of the truck and during the summers went around mowing yards and um, did that, had a little landscape company up through college and then got engaged and had to get a big boy job and get uh, insurance and get benefits. And so Went in, did some inside sales over in South Carolina, moved to Coca-Cola, and then Plant Vogel, and uh, did seven and a half years there. And I just, I saw what, how it was breaking down a lot of uh, the management there, and I just knew that was not in store for my family. And so, actually, prior to washing, I started cutting grass. And so, I would borrow my buddy's uh, walker mower, and I'd put it on a trailer and pull it with a 2006 Honda Odyssey, and I'd go cut grass and uh, decided I would explore the opportunity of pressure washing. Uh, bought a pressure washer, washed my first house in February of 2016. Andrew joined me right in uh, April of 2016, right after that. 
um, came on board, and the rest is history. Here we are. Honda Odyssey pulling a come on. <laughs> I mean, we had to replace the transmission. Please tell me you have a, a really large, you know, picture of that blown yes, up in your office. I don't. Like that first <laughs> Honda Odyssey pulling the lawnmower. I did. I, mean, I, I can. Va- I can. I was in Crawford <laughs> Creek, and the, there's guys over across the street. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the image of that though is the hard work. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the grit. That takes to do what you guys have done. I mean, that's a really great image. And I hate that you don't have a picture of that because that's that's pretty cool. Um, So going from that to actually wanting to to start a business must have been really difficult for both of you because your careers and and Andrew, we're going to talk about your kind of career in education. I mean, those kind of jobs are very comfortable, right? I mean, you've got a lot of security in that. And how did you come to grips and convince your families that we're going to do this kind of on our own and leave the safety net of this corporate operation and jump out here and go wash houses? Like, how did that work in your families? And how did you guys come to that realization that that was what we're going to do? Uh, I'll, I'll never forget. It was uh, April, a year later, 2017. I was sitting in my truck. Chase and I were on the phone having a conversation. And he said, well, I think we need to take this bigger. We're going to get an answer in service because he can't answer all the calls. And he said, well, I I really think that one of us needs to go out there and do it full time. And I feel like it should be me. And so that was that leap of faith that he had. He said he'd already talked to his wife about it and that he had the green light. And so he actually left Plant Vogel May first yeah may 1st was my last day may 1st 2017 yeah and uh right then as we've always been blessed for seven years uh he had a, an old neighbor that lived beside him that was looking for a change of careers uh ryan and so ryan actually he called ryan ryan came on board and that was our first crew was chase out there with ryan every day serving people and cleaning houses and May, May 2nd of this year will be six years for Ryan. Uh, Ryan, May 2nd of 2017, left out with us. Um, and so to go, to go back to that, they say there's like the three glorified key jobs that you never leave, right? It's uh, preaching the word, working the land, and working for the power company, right? Those are the holy grails of, of jobs. And so to step away, I got a lot of flack. Um, but what we said was... You know, you just back yourself into a corner and fight your way out. The moment that you overthink it is the moment that you don't take action. And we're dealing with some of that now as we look to expand. And we even find ourselves now overthinking it and in that comfortable safety net. And at some point, one of us is just going to take the leap and make a decision and start executing at a high level like we did six years ago. How did you deal with that flat? Because I imagine family and friends and all kinds of folks at work were like, Chase, like, what are you doing? Like, you've got a really great thing going you're going to throw all of this away and how are you going to support your family, all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, for those listening, I, 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 you got to imagine there's people that are saying the same thing. I'm in this position. There's got to be more to life or I've got to have more freedom or provide more for my family. And I can't make this jump. So how did you do it and face all the backlash that you might've faced from those that love you the most? Yeah. So I, I did have a lot of support. Thankfully, not a lot of it was at my face, but yeah, I mean, you just, you are, you get to a point, like I said, you back yourself into a corner and you fight your way out. You know that you have done the things you need to do on a consistent basis. And here's, I had a buddy, Josh Latimer, a mentor. 
And he said, what's the worst thing that happens? You sell everything, you go back and you live with your parents. You're still better off than 99% of this entire world. Um, and then you fight your way back. So for me, it was just the whole burn the ships mentality. Like, let's buckle up and go. Obviously, starting a business, you run into a lot of different challenges and you, know, you learn from those challenges. But uh, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced and, and how did you overcome them? Man, uh, what challenge have we not faced? <laughs> uh, we've had, you know, we, we really feel like we try to love up on our employees, our guys, uh, but we've had anywhere from managers to technicians leave us in the biggest time of the month. Um, we've had jobs go south. Um, we've had uh, bills pop up that we weren't prepared for. Um, we've had empty bank accounts with nothing coming in and uh, figuring out how we're not only going to make next month's payroll, but how are we going to pay ourselves so that we have family for our food for our families. Um, so we really have had a lot of struggles, but each and every time um, we, it really is like God just provides and we have found a way through it. Um, and it just, we just kind of roll with the punches and, and, and very thankful to have two of us here. I think we've both said it at different times, but I don't know how we would do this alone. So we, you know, our wives call us yin and yang sometimes because where my weaknesses are, he picks up in those areas and vice versa sometimes as well. Yeah. And I, I can imagine too, having, having a, a partner to walk through a business because I mean, we see it. We're at the chamber. We get a lot of startups come through and, and, you know, they have big ambitions and you hit those first couple challenges and then it's game over. You know, they, they cash out and they, like you said, they, they go back to their, their corporate job or, or whatever. And every business owner is going to run into that. You know, it's how you persevere and make it through. I don't Chase, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that and some of the challenges and how you guys kind of work through it. Yeah, Andrew started to hit on this employees. That's probably, you know, as employers, it's either you have too much work and not enough employees or too many employees and not enough work. Um, for us, we came into this like for as a ministry. We said it from the beginning. We just wanted to come in, love up on these guys and gals, um, but love up on these guys and pour into them. And it's really hard when you pour into somebody and you love up on them and you pay them more money and you do all these things and then all of a sudden it's like it was all for naught and they can turn around in two seconds and they take two weeks of paid paternity leave and then they call you right before master season and say hey I'm not coming back I got another job and you figure it out um, so yeah that's probably the hardest thing is not letting your emotions get in the way and not letting that beat you down and discourage you from loving up on the next group of guys that come in because it would be really easy to get a hard heart and just be like, you know what, it's, we're done with this whole emotional thing. It's only business from here on out, but there's people and people have problems. We've got a young man right now who's going through some pretty hard mental stuff and we just keep loving up on him um, the best way we know how to and just keep supporting. And you kind of touched on it too. You know, your business is very seasonal and obviously we're getting into your guys' busiest season. How do you guys navigate like you said, the, the ebbs and flow of business. I know you guys do some other things, so kind of talk about how, you, how you've built a plan to, to continue to have steady work. So we are, we are seasonal, uh, but we have been strategic in what we have done and what we've offered and even the way that we prospect to be 
as less seasonal as possible. So we really focus hard on larger commercial work because you can do those in more of your off season and downtimes. Because uh, everybody, when you think of exterior cleaning, you think of pressure washing and pollen, you know, the our southern snow, and you think of springtime. But we're able to balance that for the most part. Uh, and then offering other services. Uh, gutter cleaning was actually one of our biggest services over the winter. Uh, so we do a lot of gutter cleaning. Um, and that typically is in more of your down season of pressure washing. Uh, and then we added Christmas lights. And Christmas lights, again, was just a, a good boost, just another way to serve people. So when we look at the scope of a house or a commercial property, we look at, what can we do to provide value to that house? And it just happens to coincide with different times of the year. And you got the equipment, you've got the ladders, you've got, you know, so it's leveraging the tools that you have to, to just continue to, to provide a, a stream of revenue. That's great. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about how much you're loving on your people. I, I know from experience, I'm a mega customer, how much you love on your customers. Um, I can't help but think about all the other startups that I've seen around town or throughout my life. And I don't know if you know this statistic, but 90% of all startups fail within the first three years. And that statistic is, is incredible. So you guys obviously outliers in the statistical model, right? You guys were part of that 10% that have made it. Um, and for anybody who's thinking about starting a business or, or wanting to do something like this, I mean, there's got to be some specific things that you did to attract and build a very loyal customer base. Because a lot of folks I know use you guys over and over again keep coming back to you because you, you guys do such a good job. So what's that strategy that you think can be is, is that you guys have replicated to create a really great loyal customer base and, and how can someone else do that? So I'll, I'll start it off um, on the production side and the deliverable. And then I'll let Andrew kind of take over because that's his specialty on just the follow up and how do we continue loving up on our customers um, you know, we'll call it a pyramid and you start at the base and it's just doing what you say you're going to do and showing up on time and keeping your word. Right. So that's where so many, I see all these little yard signs and I don't know why the pressure washing industry, we love yard signs for some reason <laughs> they're everywhere. Um, but you've got these guys, they come in, they'll start, they'll wash a house and all of a sudden they strip the paint off a house. They don't know what to do. They, they're not coming back. We've done that. Guess what? We come back, we keep our word. We're going to make sure that we take care of our customers at a high level. So we're going to do what we say we're going to do. We're going to show up on time and we're going to come back. We always say we chase our problems. I hadn't talked about that in a long time, but if you run after your problems, instead of running away from them, it's going to solve a lot of issues. Um, our slogan as a company is service with a smile. All you got to do is show up with a smile. That's what we tell our guys. They go in as contractors and especially we employ a lot of young guys. They come in, a client sees them show up as a young guy. They're about to come, you know, quote, power wash, end quote, their house. And they've got, they've got some barriers to overcome. And so show up with a smile. Just be thankful and happy to be there. And so, yeah, that's a lot of it is just serving the client, going above and beyond. We talk about the Chick-fil-A extra mile service um, and just going above and beyond to serve our clients. So, um Beyond that, you know, it kind of, I'll transition to Andrew, but we started in the beginning, we would send brownies to our customers. We had a service send Jim that would send those brownies um, just automatically if the client was over a certain threshold, just as a thank you. We'd send gummies and 
Um, the yogurt covered pretzels, the best. Um, sometimes they wouldn't deliver. And so we've kind of transitioned to some really cool things. And uh, so Andrew, tell them about what we do now. Yeah. So I think what Chase is hinting at is that we partnered with a local gift basket company, Augusta Gift Baskets. And so for many of our customers, after we serve them, they actually will receive this custom mega soft wash gift basket um, provided by Augusta Gift Baskets and hand delivered by Mr. Randall himself, uh, procured by Miss Julie. Um, but they do a great job. Uh, but really in terms of serving customers and employees, for both of us, it is all consuming. It is about the only thing that I can think. And it's, it's always, okay, what, what else can we do? What do, what do our technicians need to say at the, uh, initial onset? What do they need to do in order to make sure the service is perfect? What do they need to do at the end? What do we need to put in our emails to let customers know we're still here and we're looking to serve you? Our mission is to create a wow event for all people through gratitude and a servant's heart. And if you were to come into our office, the word wow is in all caps. And so what we talk to our guys about and in our leadership team is we have to find a wow each and every time. And that becomes more difficult the more we serve somebody. If we've served you for five years, that's a different wow than the first time we served you. You may have been served because we got really nice guys, they did a great job, and yeah, we, we follow up, right? We, we make sure that you're happy. But five years later, now that's the status quo. So what do we need to do with, say, Reagan or, or you? five years down the road to make sure that you're still being wowed. So we do put a lot of thought, time, and effort into that. Uh, and we, we really just, just love serving people and then serving our employees. And our employees then give back to those customers. Well, it sounds like you guys have a really good handle on, you know, making sure that you your employees understand what they're supposed to do and they deliver that. And... Um, that can't be an easy thing to continue to replicate year after year after year, right? I think we all know from experience, there's plenty of businesses out there that don't do that, that they miss the mark, right? That they don't show up on time. They don't do it with a smile. Everything is not like they promised. And so how do you guys after, you know, what is this, six years in the business or longer, continue to deliver what you say you're going to deliver? So there's got to be some, some, methodical strategies that you guys have put in place to make sure that every new person that comes in, every person that's working for you, that you guys even every day wake up and say, we're committed to this. How, how do you, how do you implement that for the long haul? We have lots of different systems. Um, so we have systems on top of systems. We have systems from, you know, what, where, where the customer sees us, initial phone call service, uh, we call them callbacks. So we're not perfect. Our guys are not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. We can't make, I uh, wish we could, but we can't make everyone 100% happy every time. And so when that happens, we have a system to follow up with that customer, to come back to that customer, to make sure that he's happy. And even in the off chance that we can't make that customer happy, what do we do just to show him, hey, you still mean a lot to us. And even though you're upset right now because we weren't perfect, I just want you to know that we're still here for you in the future and we want to serve you in whatever way that is. Yeah. And so as far as the systems, Andrew mentioned, 
it's all about an experience. We say that every time our guys show up to your house, whether it's year one or year three, they're basically going to say the same thing every time they show up. So we have uh, scripts. We have technician on-site scripts. We have a beginning of service on-site script. We have an end of service. So every time they come up, they're going to go through a very similar script. They're not going to be robots. And so how do we stay on top of that? How do we continue to deliver that experience? We have regular monthly team meetings, and we're doing training with that. So, yeah, we're training them on service. How do we clean a house? But we're doing role-playing with our guys, and it's amazing how the guys are great. You know, they, they're all good. They got this, and then they get up there, and they start fumbling over words, and they miss things, and they've got a sheet of paper in well, their it's hands. Harder. It's harder to do that in front of your peers it in the is. office than it probably yeah. is with the customer. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's a really great way to, to, to make sure that they're – stay on top of it, that they're well-versed in what you guys want them to do. And I think it's obvious in the way that you guys, you know, represent you out there in the community that it's working. Yeah, and core values, that's the last thing I'll say, is we harp on our guys on core values all the time. And so we're always teaching and training to our core values. When we reprimand someone or we encourage someone or we build them up, we're constantly relating it back to a core value or part of our vision or mission. Talking about that too, about core values, you know, obviously we're in a market where finding work is a challenge and, and retaining it. And you, talk, you, you both have touched on it a little bit about you invest, invest, invest. How do you guys create a work environment and a culture? And what is that culture like that really makes your employees really the center of your company and, and investing in them? How do you how do you guys do that with your employees? So uh, that's always a work in progress for us. Um, but we we have worked diligently to provide as many benefits as possible, from looking at healthcare options to community service days. Uh, of course, adequate pay falls in there, uh, and just a myriad of other things that we look to add value to them in their lives, uh, but also outings. Uh, and Chase especially has been purposeful, and we have a, a great lady that's been with us uh, for a while now, Miss uh, Joanne. Uh, so Joanne, she should be titled our happiness coordinator, but she loves our guys. And so you know, on birthdays, she'll bring in little desserts, and she'll have a card for them. Uh, and then she is purposeful about have, making sure that we're doing outings, such as I think we did Top Golf back in January. Uh, we just did Mexican with all the guys, uh, and that was fun. Uh, had a little surprise visit by a Big Sombrero singing Happy Birthday. Uh, so I will be 38 on Sunday, in case anyone cares. Um, but yeah, I think it's just always, again, it's kind of like the customer thing, always trying to find a way to serve them better and serve them more. Same thing with the employees. We want them to be extremely happy and just fulfill their lives as best we can as long as we have them. It's a hard job. It, there is no way to really sugarcoat that. Um, it is tough to be out there day in and day out cleaning houses in the cold, in the heat, and we really are, are blessed and grateful for them, and we want to do what we can in our power to show them how grateful we are. And to add on top of that, uh, it's we try to keep our finger on the pulse of our employees. So we had gotten to a point where we were, you know, me, I was stepping away. Andrew was doing a lot of estimates. We were trying to pull out of the mornings and be more purposeful to be with family. And we started to notice that our culture started to kind of wane a little bit. 
And so we're purposeful. One of us is there every morning. We have our service manager there, but we're there just to, like I said, keep our finger on the pulse of the guys. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life if you don't see them every day. And so seeing what's going on, see how do they carry themselves? Are their heads hanging a little lower? What's going on? Are the guys showing up late? And then just helping to, Andrew's good about this, playing music in the morning as the guys are coming in and just trying to, you know, sometimes God just guys just need a little pick-me-up. Not everybody wakes up at 3, 4 o'clock ready to go full of way too much caffeine like he me. He says that like it's only half of us <laughs> that don't wake up like that. It's like nobody wakes up like you, Chase. I mean, you're like Let's a – go. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, culture in a company is um, – is so important. And I don't think a lot of companies spend enough time thinking about that. Um, they're like, Hey, look, I pay you a salary and you should do your job and, you know, be happy. And that's not just the way it works. And uh, obviously you guys are doing a, a good job with, with that. And it's evident in the way that your uh, employees interact with people and the growth that your business has had. And, you know, one thing that I think about sometimes too, is, you know, in your position, it's, it's hard as a business owner, to get your employees, the guys on your crews, to care about your business as much as you do, right? They're never going to because they don't own the business. This isn't, they're, they're not, you know, trying to not just feed their family, but all the other families, right? They're just showing up for a job. So how do you get them to care? You know, what, what, what is the, the thing that you guys have been able to do to make sure that whenever your guys go out to meet with people or to do a job or to interact with customers, that they show a similar level of care that you guys do? So I've, I'll say that that... You know, even though we love up on people and we do everything we can and we do the scripts and the rehearsing and, and all of that stuff that goes into customer service, y- you can't create that person. So when we hire somebody, we tell everybody that comes in, we're looking for your heart. We don't care how good you are at cleaning. We'll teach you how to clean. But are you hungry? Are you humble? Are you smart? And do you love serving others? So that is a trait that we look for. Uh, and so the people that come to homes and properties, they, their parents did that for them. Uh, God did that for them. They are just good, salt-of-the-earth people, and uh, we, we really are just thankful to have them. Yeah, and it's, again, when somebody comes in for an interview, even before they ever hire on board, they come into our office and they see our core values on the wall. And I keep bringing it back to this, but that is who we are. So um, when they see that, we're going to show them and they're, we're going to make sure that they are in line with those core values. And they're going to make that decision for themselves, team over self, right? Talking about walking in humility, not putting others before ourselves, excellence in the ordinary. So excellence in everything that we do or commitment to dominating. Like we're here to dominate our market. There's no doubt. I think that we, we are the leading soft wash exterior cleaning company in the area. And uh, we plan to keep it that way. And we're going to do everything else we can to dominate. And we want our guys to have that same mentality. It's hard with younger guys. When you have young guys who've never owned a home, they don't know what home ownership is. They don't know how to protect property and plants. And so you can't just go through, you know, two day training in the office, send them out in the field for two days and then expect them to know what to do. So it's constantly just coming up alongside them, doing check ins. We're very purposeful about follow up of in the field training and making sure that the guys continue to deliver at a high level. I need to be held accountable because I can get lazy at times. So we all need accountability. And that was the idea behind just staying in the business and making sure we're keeping our eye on everything. 
I can attest to the fact that pressure washing, you know, doing your own thing, it, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I, it's not I, worth it to do on your own. I no. Say, no. When I lived you in California, we we lived in a new subdivision, and the the swallows came through and built nests in all of the houses out there. And, and I took it upon myself after they left. After the, I was polite, and I didn't evict them. Uh, but I went up there, and I, I washed that, and oh, man, what a— what a chore. So God bless you and your, your men and women that are out there doing it. But talking about, um, you know, your, your kind of growth and how do you see your business evolving for the future? And, and what are your plans for continued growth? You guys, you've passed the million dollar, you know, threshold. And I, I see, I see it in both of your eyes, the, the desire to keep that thing going. So, so what are, what are the plans for mega? Yeah, so the plans are, are the future is now. So we are actually uh, launching two new locations in the next four months. We have one uh, in Baltimore that's going to be launching in April, and then one in Columbia that will launch either May or June. So we again, we just love serving people. We feel like there's a lot more people to help uh, and that we can serve. And so these were two good areas for different reasons that we identified and that we're moving forward with. And uh, so you'll see Mega Soft Wash of Columbia very soon. You'll see Mega Soft Wash of Baltimore uh, very, very soon. Yeah, and, and I'll say we I, I personally got comfortable in 2020 and 2021. That's why you see 48 different power washing businesses with signs everywhere is because it was easy to get into the market and leads were coming out of nowhere. You know, you didn't have to do anything, but um, we're, we're, we're no longer comfortable. And if you thought you saw a growth rate over the last five years, five, six years of mega soft wash, you just wait because we got a new fire in our belly and we're more excited in that fourth core value of, dom you know, commitment to dominating. We're committed to dominating this, this market and this industry. I do want to be clear that it doesn't mean we're taking our focus off of Augusta. Nope. We are here. We live here. These are our people. This is our area. There are just some other opportunities that we really like. Uh, we feel like we have the right systems in place that we can serve those areas at the same level that we serve the Augusta area at as well. So you're not moving to Baltimore anytime soon? Never. No. Too cold. <laughs> no, sir. Way too cold. Not for me. So you guys have had a a pretty good career at this so far. What are some of your proudest moments? Yeah, I, I would say for me is that first day leaving the corporate job. I can still remember, and I still have the vest. I remember Andrew had Kelly get a vest embroidered for me, and it was my, my gift for leaving my corporate job. I could take you to the house on Hardy McManus, um, exactly where I was when he gave that to me. So the proudest moment for me would be us, and I'm not even saying me, but it was us taking the leap of faith and just stepping out and uh, stepping out in obedience and trusting the Lord that he would provide. He's never let us down. So for me, that, that would be one of the proudest moments. I would say I have proud moments each time we have our big company outings. When you're able to look like at our Christmas events or at our Top Golf events and you see these guys and gals and their families coming together and you can just sit back and you can see that the thing that we have created has provided happiness, but also a way of living 
for all these people's and all their their kids and you know now these these guys are able to get christmas gifts for their kids and uh put food on the table that's a that's a pretty humbling experience when you sit back and you watch it and you're able to also see how they they all get along and they all intertwine and intermingle and they they talk to each other after work and they show up at you know we start at 7 a.m and they're here a lot of those guys are here at 6 15. jonathan was there at 5 45 this morning when i got to the shop 5 45. aaron was there at 5 15. because <laughs> they so love good. being with each other and they they love helping each other and just just hanging out so that that is a really that's kind of like a proud dad moment uh, every Christmas and each outing that we have. I love well, we, I, we've really enjoyed hearing all about your business, your strategies. You guys have certainly done some impressive things over the last several years. And uh, where you're going in the future, I've no doubt, is going to be just as equally impressive or more so. Um, you know, your work ethic, your dedication to your clients, your dedication to your team, um, it's really evident in the way that the Lord's blessed you guys. So congrats on all that you guys have done. And I hope our listeners have been able to learn some some things from you guys on how you've been able to do what you do. Uh, but if we could move in, Russ, a little bit into some personal questions. Uh, we want to get to know you guys as men. Uh, what makes you tick? Uh, what motivates you? What inspires you? Uh, we are ROI, so what is some of the influencers in your life? Um, first question I think we'll ask is, um, what was the first concert that you guys ever attended? My first concert was the Goo Goo Dolls. Out at Fort Gordon, if anybody remembers that, I'm pretty sure it was 1997, but I was in middle school, had uh, our friends, took a big, it was a, what were those things? An escort. Do y'all remember the escorts? So mom's, uh, mom drove us, not my mom, somebody else's mom, and an escort drove us out to Fort Gordon. Had a a solid first concert, Goo Goo Dolls. It was awesome. It's really good. It was definitely memorable. Uh, so that was that was my first first concert. It was a blast. Yeah. So mine, I'm not a big concert guy, but when I was dating my bride, um, she wasn't my bride at the time in college. I took her to a Rascal Flats concert right. in Columbia, and uh, it was good. We sat way up high in the cheap seats, but I somehow outside the arena, I won a backstage pass for her, so she got to go backstage. I didn't, <laughs> uh, but that that would be me. It's good. That's good. Rascal Flats. I saw them in concert in Houston. That was a good concert. Um, you know, just the the music element, I think, for a lot of folks, you know, it, it kind of speaks to your personality and your soul. So if you got somebody who's like in middle school going to Goo Goo Dolls, like music right. is important, right. right? So you can take that to your business now. Who's playing music in the morning to pump the guys up? This guy. And then you're like, I'm not really a concert guy. I went for my wife, right? And so that's probably still the way that you create, create, you know, your life is like, music's not a big deal for me. I'll listen to it if my wife wants to. Um, so, you know, the influences there, I mean, are, are still, you know, going on. Completely. Well, and Chase, we heard about your, your first job. You know, Andrew, what was your first job growing up? My first job ever uh, was probably when I was like four and – my dad had me out, pl- out plowing fields or something. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was Winn-Dixie. I was in high school, right. if anybody remembers Winn-Dixie. I don't yeah. even know if they're still in business. Um, but it was I was a stock boy at Winn-Dixie when I was 16, I think, something like that. Okay. Yep, that was, that was my first, I guess, quote-unquote, real job. My second yeah. job was a furniture mover. 
if you guys ever have any spare time, which I know is tough with, you know, active families and a growing business, what's your favorite activity when you have a downtime? What do you like to do? Uh, We're getting nothing but blank stares, yeah, right. Ross, because they're like, downtime, <laughs> downtime, spare activities. I have we, no idea what that is. We own a business. It's like, yeah. I don't ever if, have any if downtime. If I sit still long enough, I'll fall asleep. So <laughs> yes, that's, your favorite activity is sleep. Yep. It is tough. Uh, I will say recently I took, I used to love disc golf. And we have a fantastic disc golf community here. And uh, just this Sunday, I took my son and my daughter out to play just to, to get them outside. Uh, went out to Wildwood. And that may be my new fun activity is being out there with them, getting them outside. Uh, my little girl, she's a, she's a prissy little thing. She's a ballerina, um, not the most coordinated either. So she fell a couple times, got hurt. Uh, but my son had a blast. So I don't know if Tanner is going to be joining us too much after this, but Brooks will. All right. So, and so you've got two kids. Yep. And ages on? Seven and five. So Tanner, uh, Tanner Charleston is my little girl. She is seven, uh, soon to be eight. And then Brooks Andrew is my little boy, and he, is, he just turned five. Excellent. Chase, you got? Yeah, I've got, I've got three. I've right. got they're 12, 10, and seven. So boy, girl, girl. Okay. Yeah, and then my our our little girls are both seven. They're in class together, um, so they they've got a sweet little friendship going on, and uh, yeah. Good, good. Well, hey, we like to end every show and play on the 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 title of the podcast, Range of Influence. But uh, we love to ask everybody, who or what experience has had the biggest influence on you in your career, but also you as a person? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, so it's it's kind of multiple. Uh, I would say it's a person and an experience. So there's a guy named Josh Latimer, very influential in our industry, you know, built, sold a company. But at one point, I can remember back in 2016, I went to a big conference and he just kind of befriended me. I, you know, walked up and he's like, hey, man, I, I want to be your friend. And at that point, just took me in. Uh, he invited me into a mastermind group with three other guys. We were in that mastermind together for five years. It was a business, entrepreneurship, men's discipleship, accountability group. So I would say that is definitely the most, you know, the thing that's had the most impact. Josh, the other guys, Casey, Ron, um, who, who poured into me. And, uh, yeah, we, we still, we massively believe in masterminds. Andrew and I both coach small businesses in that mastermind format. Um, and then we're also coached ourselves. We, we highly believe in, in coaches. We have a high level coach who has done multiple, multiple sales, probably has 14, 11 to 14 different businesses, LLCs that he's a part of. So that mastermind experience, we really believe in. Yeah. I would say that, that, program and coaches and people that we've been been around um, I can't pinpoint one experience uh, it's just a lot of different experiences that we've learned from either as a success or a failure uh, learned a lot more from our failures than we have successes uh, so yeah there, there was a lot of that uh, in the personal and professional side in terms of a person as the biggest influence uh, probably my wife so she she's a good person to talk to um, on the business side and of course the personal side, but my wife has definitely had the biggest influence on me and who I am today. Cause I'm not the same person I am today that I was when we first met. 
Well, guys, thank you all so much for being here today. Chase, Andrew, you guys are influencers in our community. Uh, you built a, a business that I know that you're proud of, but those that are friends with you and know you well are proud of you as well. You're impacting families. You're impacting your employees in a really, really positive way. Uh, and there are a lot of folks across our community that are, are receiving the kind of service that they want and expect and desire from you guys. And, and I, I can't just tell you how proud I am of you guys and how excited I am about your future. So um, you guys are certainly a, a couple of the, the major influencers in our community. As testament, Russ, to the fact that they are uh, one of our small business uh, you know, winners, That's small right. business of the year for the Chamber just a couple of years ago. Right. So. Uh, you guys uh, certainly have built a business that uh, people have noticed and taken taken notice of, and you guys are doing a fantastic job. So we appreciate you guys coming in here and sharing Thank you, everything that you've shared with us today, and we wish you guys the best. And um, we hope to have you guys in the studio sometime soon with all of your new expansions and learning even more from you guys in the future. Thanks, Chase. Andrew, appreciate Thank, it. Thank, Thank you all so much for having us. Reagan, what a fascinating story these gentlemen have, and their commitment to their customers and their employees really shows. It really does. I mean, it's no surprise that they've built such a dynamic and growing business. I mean, they treat their people really well. I know from personal experience, they treat their customers really well, and they replicate that and hold their whole team accountable to it. And so for anybody who's wanting to start a business or run a business well, I mean, there's some really simple strategies that, that they outlined today that we can all learn from. And, uh, you know, whether you're running a restaurant, running a real estate company, as I'm involved in, or anything, you know, when you treat people the way you want to be treated and do that time and time again, and what Andrew said I think was key, was create a wow experience. Um, how could you not create a great business? I'll definitely be interested to watch them to continue to evolve over the coming years and, and you know, with their expansions and different markets. Uh, but it's always looking at ways to provide new services to their community, and that's what they're, they're good at. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of our listeners for your support. We love watching this show continue to grow, and we want it to continue to grow. So please remember to subscribe to Range of Influence through your favorite podcast app, and be sure to share our show with your friends and rate us on whatever platform you listen from. Well, thanks again to our guests, Chase and Andrew. And before we sign off, I want to give one more shout out to our presenting sponsor, Premier Networks. Be sure to visit them at AugustaITGuys.com. Again, that's AugustaITGuys.com. We'll catch you guys next time on Range of Influence.